Today's guest is Cole Gregory, and he runs Silver Fox Collectibles. Cole is an avid fan of comic books and an avid collector, and searches around Hampton Roads for the ultimate collections, the best deals, and some hard-to-find comics. In this episode, we talk about the value of comics, what determines the values, and what uh, which comics he was most excited to find, and which ones were tough to part with. Uh, Cole and I played some music together years ago in the band Hey Hey Hooligan, and he's a great bassist and musician. Enjoy! Cole! Hey man, how's it going? Hey, it's going good, man. How are you doing? Doing all right. Good, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Sorry about that false start there. I don't know what was going on. Uh, thanks for having me. I think actually my phone was connected to the Bluetooth in my car. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I had to turn that off there. Sorry about that. Not a problem. Yeah, I was uh, decided to make sure that was coming through. Well, cool, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, last time we saw each other was what? Paradise Social Club? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, uh, it was a good time. Yeah. So, um, why don't you tell a little bit about yourself? Uh, to get started. All right. Uh, my name's Cole. Uh, I live in Hampton, and I like to buy and sell comic books. Right on. Um, and you have like a like a company for that now, correct? Uh, yeah, business. It's called uh, Silver Fox Collectibles. Cool. How did you get into that? Um. Uh, well, I had always kind of been into uh, comic books and whatnot. And uh, one day, I was like, I should start selling these. So I bought a collection and uh, went from there. That's cool. Um, see, back when we were playing in Hooligan together, I, I had no idea you were into comics like that. Oh, yeah. Um, I probably wasn't as big into it then. I think I was more just starting out. But, uh, you know, the last couple of years, uh, I've gotten more into it. Right on. Um so, you know, getting like starting out in that, um, did you already kind of have like a small collection or, you know, what you said, you bought a collection. Did you buy somebody's somebody else's collection and start from there? Uh, well, I had a few comics from uh, when I was a kid. Nothing really of value. OK. And then uh, I discovered eBay probably like 2011 ish. And I went down that rabbit hole for a while and oh, uh, cool. buying a lot of comic books online. And then uh, I think it was like 2014, uh, I just happened to be looking on Craigslist and, and a guy uh, was selling a whole collection. So I uh, ended up buying it. That's awesome. Like how many comics was that? Uh, it was probably two to three thousand. Wow. Yeah. Did he, you know... I guess store them properly or to where they, they weren't damaged or anything like that. Uh, they weren't considered like properly stored. They were uh, in a bunch of plastic totes, but uh, fortunately uh, they were all in good condition. Okay. Okay. And I, I mean, I'm completely clueless when it comes to, you know, condition on comic books. What, what are you looking for as far as condition to excellent condition to, you know, torn to shit? 
Uh, like excellent condition or near mint uh, would be like no tears or creases, um, no water damage or anything like that. Uh, the spine, so like the edge of the book needs to be clean. There can't be any what you call spine ticks, which are like little white marks on the spine. Uh, huh. Comic collectors are pretty finicky uh, when it comes to condition. And now the older, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, now like the older comics, you know, like your Golden Silver Age, you know, it's like 40s, 50s, 60s, into the 70s. Uh, condition doesn't have to be perfect, like what collectors want for the newer comics. Mm-hmm. So when you were, you know, kind of starting collecting more, um, did you have like a certain um, you know, uh, time frame in mind? Were you looking more for like the sixties and seventies was, you know, were you more interested in Marvel or, or DC? Uh, well, I'm a Marvel guy at heart, but, okay. uh, really I just, I just look for a good deal. And then, uh, I look for key issues, uh, which would be like a first appearance mm-hmm. of a character or something important happens in that issue. And, you know, that's, how a lot of people collect these days they just want the uh the key issues what's like a a first appearance that you have that you're like super pumped on um i have a uh, first teen titans nice graded like a 9.8 which is basically considered like the highest the highest grade wow uh how'd you get that uh that was actually an ebay purchase so and then uh, That's cool. I have a bunch of the old uh, Silver Age Marvel first appearances too, like Black Panther, Galactus, uh, Silver Surfer. Yeah, Silver Surfer's my dude, so that's really cool. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Galactus is, all, is awesome too. I wish they uh, would do him more justice in the, in the film world. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, uh, um, hopefully Marvel Studios will, will make a movie with... Silver Surfer and Galactus in it, and do it right. Do it right. Yeah. Um, so, as far as like selling um, stuff you've collected, what's been tough to part with? Oh man, all of it's tough to part with to a certain extent. Because right. uh, I always want to keep the good issues, and that's that's the problem. That's what uh, everybody else wants. Right. Do you read them once you get them, or are you like, no, I can't touch it? Like that's gonna mess up the quality. Or uh, certain issues, I'll read, you know, just to mm-hmm. just to see like a character's first appearance, how it actually happened. But uh, but generally, uh, I just bag and board them and stick them in a box. Okay. What's uh, you know, is there like a particular like arc that you're searching for now, like a certain story arc that's like high in demand? Uh, I always try to pick up uh, Craven's Last Hunt issues when I see it, and that's a story with uh, Spider-Man and Craven came out in the '80s. It's a it's the six part uh, story there. Right on. Probably is my... that was that just Spider-Man or was like a Ultimate Spider-Man? I mean, this is how dumb I am. I don't really know when the differentiation for that. Uh, no, it was it's Spider-Man, but it went across a couple different Spider-Man titles at the time. So you have like which the, ones did it? I think Amazing Spider-Man, uh, 
Web of Spider-Man, and then there was another one. And that's how they would get you uh, to buy other titles. Right. Because were there any, like, real, you know, big differences between that? Because I I remember, you know, I remember when I had a few comics, I had, like, a regular Spider-Man. I remember, like, Spider-Man 2099, things like that. Right. Um, And then you'd see, you know, I think Venom had a comic back when I was in the Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't know how much those things are worth now. I mean, that was like the mid 90s. Yeah, a lot of that 90s stuff was uh, really overprinted. So a lot of the 90s stuff outside Cheese don't have really high value. Hmm. Yeah, I remember I, I my first Spider-Man comic that I got, I ended up spilling uh, shampoo all over it, of all things. <laughs> so I, I think any value it would have had cl- right. you know, quickly decimated. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man 29, 29.9 is making a, a comeback now with uh, into, the, into the Spider-Verse stuff. Okay, is that going to be in the sequel? Yeah, Maybe. there's there's Okay. At some point, you know, there's all these different uh, Spider-Mans in this multi-universe thing. Is Spider-Man Noir like a real comic? Because that was, that was my favorite character from that one. Yeah, it's definitely a real comic. Cool. How, what did you think of it? Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I didn't go see it in theaters, but uh, you know, I streamed it on, right on. Uh, Netflix or whatever it was on at the time, and I, I was very impressed. Yeah, Matt, Matt and I saw that, like, I think week one, we went to the Paragon, and we saw that, and we were just like, holy shit, that was awesome, you know? Yeah, it was uh, yeah. very, very stimulating. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we expected, like, a decent animated film. We're like, yeah, they'll, they'll probably do the, you know, the general thing they do with these, but uh, I don't know, it was cool, man. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and... Uh... and I feel like the younger kids now, the the Miles Morales is going to be their Spider-Man, for sure. Which is totally cool. I'm I'm definitely down with that. Yeah. Um. Because you know he's a great character, and you know I I I hate to bring the term like cultural relevance, but yeah, I mean that's that's going to be a thing for kids now. Yeah, for sure. So that was cool. Uh as far as places that you're picking up comics, like do you go to like, is it like conventions or is it comic cons where you're like showing off your collection and selling stuff? Uh, I, I do set up at shows. Uh, not so much now with everything going on. Uh, right. That was something I had just gotten into and was enjoying doing. Um, but I, I do go to uh, usually smaller local shows that are just more uh comic based Mm. instead of like an actual con where there's a lot of cosplay and other stuff going on where Uh, they usually have like the smaller kind of shows like that or uh there's a there's a company called tidewater sports and collectibles i believe and they they put on a a card and comic show okay uh, there was one in Norfolk last weekend at the Masonic Temple. Yeah, you told I, me. I, I I used to live right over there. I live in Virginia yeah. Beach now, so it's kind of funny to hear that. 
Yeah. How was that? Was it, you know, pick up some good stuff or? Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. There was more uh, baseball card dealers, uh, but there was there was four comic dealers there, all with pretty big tables, uh, all with good stuff. Uh, and, it, you know, it was free to go into, which is always nice. That's cool. So Do you it, have like a budget on yourself? Like you have to like limit yourself to how much you're going to spend. Like once you're you're at one of those things, like uh, I do, because uh, <laughs> uh, they can add up quickly. Uh, right. Yeah, I I try to limit myself to a hundred dollars or less. Okay. Less that's, a... that's that's less than I I would have imagined. Like I would have thought it would be like you know, like 500 or something like that. No, I mean, like, if there's, if there's yeah. something there that I, I see that there's, it's a really good deal, then, then right. I'll, I'll splurge. But, uh, I, I generally, uh, try to save a lot of money for picking up collections. Right. Instead How much of, do collections normally go for? Uh, Is that more? It, it depends on, uh, what's in them. You know, if the person knows mm. what they have, uh, they cost more. Uh, you know, I've spent anywhere from a hundred bucks to two thousand dollars buying collections. You know, just wow. based on on the books. Where do most people like keep their collections? Usually, like a storage unit, or they have like that like room in their house that's like you know, like. Uh, so I guess it varies. For What's like, unique you've seen? You know. I guess it varies for for everybody. Uh, I personally have comics at my house in a spare right. bedroom, okay, as well as a storage unit because I have that many. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's probably around eighty boxes. Wow. Yeah, and a lot of it's stuff that uh, I plan to sell, you know, okay. at some point. You know, how do you? Class- Kind I of like probably... categorize it. Uh, it's hard. Uh, I try to get the main titles sorted. So like your Amazing Spider-Man, like your Uncanny X-Men, Batman, Detective Comics. But uh, a lot of it usually just ends up being what we call filler issues, which are just and issues. what are those? Which is issues that don't have like a lot of value. Okay. It might be... Uh, like a run of comics, like Justice League of America from the '90s or something. And nothing. Right. I mean, they're cool comics, but nothing really important happens in the issues, and they're just not very sought after in the collectors. What's, what's your definition, or I guess, like, what's like the collector's definition of important? Like, is it introducing a new character? Is it like a character death, or is it like, like, what, what is? What raises the value, like, of importance? Uh, generally, it's a first appearance of a character. Okay. That's usually the number one thing. Uh, a death is another one. Um, first issues are generally sought after. Everybody wants the number one. Mm. Uh, and then you get into smaller things, like if the character gets a new costume or something of that nature. How often do characters get new costumes? Is that pretty rare? Or, uh, I mean, Spider-Man's had like several, uh, like Iron Man's had several. You know, most of them are just around for a couple issues here and there. 
but like a, a big one would be like Spider-Man's black suit. That, like uh, the Venom. Yeah, the symbiote that came yeah. out in the in the eighties. You know, That's I think probably... I had that comic that I I inherited from somebody, and like a moron must have traded it. <laughs> yeah. You know, because um, I I definitely remember reading that um, and like lost my mind. You know, when they did that on the animated series, right? Um, cool. Um, like well, you know, I guess I have to ask, like, who if you had to pick your favorite comic book character, who would that be? It's uh, Spider Man. Spider Man, yeah, yeah, mine too. He was one I liked as a kid. Hmm. You know, I think he's oh, very relatable. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, the teenager and a cool cast of villains. Oh yeah, he probably has the best uh, rogues gallery. I guess it's a toss-up between Spider-Man and Batman for that, but uh, yeah. Since I'm, since I'm a Marvel guy, you know, I like all the Spider-Man's villains better. Yeah, yeah. I always felt like if I had to if put a gun to my head, I would say Batman probably had the better villains overall, but Spider-Man definitely had some unique ones, um, and so many. Yeah, actually, uh, one of my recent purchases was. Uh, Spider-Man Annual Number One, I believe, and it's uh, the first appearance of the Sinister Six. Whoa! A bunch of uh, his early uh, nemesis there, all together trying to fight him. That's cool. Where, where'd yeah. you find that? Uh, I was at Atomic Comics in Hampton. Hmm. Is that a cool shop? Uh, very cool shop. Uh, owner's great. Really big. Um, and he's always got uh, lots of uh, really cool issues there. Right on. Which uh, other comic shops would you recommend, like in the Hampton Roads area? Uh, comic Kings, for sure, in Virginia Beach is a, okay. uh, another good shop. Uh, that's probably the best one on your side of the water. Okay. You know. Now, there's a, our area has a lot of shops in it. You know they're all great for different things. Yeah, those are just just those are just the two I prefer. Right. Yeah, I I I don't venture out too much anymore. Like I'll go to local heroes, but you know. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one too. Uh, yeah, but they they specialize more in uh, newer comics. Yeah, newer and even like local stuff, which is cool. Yeah, they do a lot of indie stuff there too. Indie stuff too, yeah. Still there, Cole? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, okay, yeah. I thought we had some connection stuff going on for a second. Cool. Yeah. Um, so Matt wanted me to ask, uh, what you know he wanted to ask how you felt about the DC Watchmen crossover stuff. I actually haven't watched any of it, but I've heard really good things. Okay. And then it, I think he said it, they did like a recent like comic version of it too. Uh, yeah, like there was like, like... This, a countdown uh, thing that they were doing. Uh, I'm personally not a big DC reader. Okay. Okay. So I wish I could uh, say more about it, but 
really don't know a whole lot. Yeah, with Watchmen, I, I've just read the graphic novel, which is, you know, of course, the classic. Right. Um, what What's kind of like the worth of graphic novels? Does that... Are, are they in demand now or are they just kind of their own thing entirely? Uh, they're more of their own thing. Um, you know, a lot of people will wait instead of buying four or five comics, you know, over the course of two, three months, they'll just wait till the, the graphic novel or the uh, trade paperback comes out, hmm. you know, and just read a story arc all at one time. But it's more it's valuable good. to have the actual comic. Yeah. Usually, uh, the the graphic novels and the trades uh, usually don't have that much value, like resale. Uh, I mean, there are exceptions, like the Killing Joke. Yeah, the Killing Joke. I mean, how much is that actually worth? Because I I thought I had the Killing Joke, and I thought it would be worth you know at least like I don't know like fifty bucks something like that. And I looked it up, and it was like fifteen. Like, uh, I mean, if you have like a first print. Um... How That's would I know if it's a first print? Uh, it was a different color. So there, I think I've had up to like seventh or eighth prints of them. And mm. usually uh, there's a different color on the cover. And then usually inside, like on the first page with all the printing information, uh, huh. it'll usually say what print it is. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Like it was just telling me like the whatever print was, was the, the less valuable one. Right, and it's probably something that they actually still print, you know, so it could be just like a brand new one this, instead of the, the first print, you know, that came out. Back this was day. like, I, I've had this since I was a kid, so it's at least like 20 years old. Okay. Yeah, so it, I don't know. I I was a little disappointed. I was like, man, I <laughs> thought this would be worth something. I want something cool, you know? Right. Uh when I was a kid, when I got that collection that, like, an idiot I traded or whatever, I had the uh, the Robotech comics. Do you remember those? Uh, I've had a few of them. Um, I don't know much about them, but uh, I've definitely come across them. Did they have any value whatsoever? Because I had, like, the Macross Saga. I had the Next Generation. I mean, this, this guy had, like, all of Robotech. Uh, I think one or two of them might have some value. Mm. Um but I couldn't tell you which one's off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I remember thinking, like, why the hell does this guy have so many Robotech comics? I thought it was just, <laughs> you know, an anime that played on the sci-fi channel of all things. Right. <laughs> like, now, I know uh, some of the Akira issues are uh, pretty collectible. I bet. I didn't even know Akira, you know, was in comic form. Yeah. That's cool. I had uh, I also had Transformers the movie on comic, which was fun. Like the original movie, like the animated with like Unicron and everything. Cole, you still out there, buddy? Hey. Yeah, I can hear you. Can oh, hear me? sorry. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I could hear you. That was weird. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'm losing you on my end or if you're losing me on your end. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, we're back. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that was sure. Uh, well, right on. So, um, 
is there uh, I had this question on there and I wanted to ask like is there a holy grail like what's the most expensive comic you could probably find uh, that would be action comics number one so really? first, yeah how um, much do you think or, or you know uh, there's been issues that have sold for over a million dollars of that. Wow. Yeah, you, I mean, you probably, <laughs> probably can't touch one for like less than a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, and that would be beat up copy. You know, and there's just very few of them out there. Right. Would they have that like in the Library of Congress or something? Uh, they might. Um, I think there was a place in Baltimore that had one for a little while. Um, hmm. At Camden, there was a museum there that had a bunch of uh, comic book stuff. So if you wanted to like national treasure, you know, action number one, you could like set up that heist. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it'd be Action Comics number one, and then uh, probably Detective Comics 27 after that, which is the first Batman. Wow. Huh. Interesting. So, I, uh, getting to a different topic, uh, I've been trying to find some new music to check out. I wanted to see if you had any good recommendations. Uh, have you listened to the Black Pumas? No. Yeah, you should check them out. I think it's a duo. Kind of okay. like this uh, soul funk band type thing. It's, it's good. Right I think on. they were nominated for a Grammy this year. That's yeah, cool. they just popped up uh, as a recommendation on one of my playlists. I think I've. Which, uh, what's like your go to playlist? Uh, well, I use Amazon Music and. Uh, I think I had been. Listening. I haven't. I haven't used Amazon much. Is it is it good or is it? Cool? Uh, I enjoy it. You know, I, I pay for their subscription, uh, so I like okay. the pretty much anything I want to listen to is available. That's cool. Does that like include like the you know the original like like series stuff they do? Uh, the Amazon Music's a, a separate thing altogether. That's separate. Yeah. Okay. Now with Prime, I think you get access to like a limited catalog of their music, mm. and if you pay for the subscription, mm. you know you get everything. Cool. So you just go in there and you know, kind of poke around until you find something that you like. Yeah, you know, I'll listen to a band, and then uh, it'll give you recommendations based off what you've listened to. So yeah, so that I'll just go in there. That's Check cool. out people I've never heard of, and that happened to be one of them. Or I'll just browse, uh, you know, what the new album releases are, and the band sounds cool. I'll I'll check them out. Right on. Yeah, I've been trying to find some some new stuff because I feel like I was kind of in a rut. Okay. Yeah, I usually get stuck listening to this new stuff yeah. I've always listened to. Right. Like I I listened to the new Neon Trees album you know, the other day and it's great. But I'm like, man, neon trees were like the new thing, you know, 10 years ago, (laughs) maybe even longer than that. Yeah. I think we put their songs Uh, together back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we definitely played animal, you know, in a different key plenty of times. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
uh and and about music man are you, are you have you been playing at all like are you still playing bass or playing guitar uh i'll pick up the bass every now and then at the house but uh do you still have like the uh you're playing like the aerodyne yeah while, i have right? it hanging on the wall right now i have, I have a little wow. music room at the house with a turntable and whatnot yeah that's cool yeah. do you still have the uh the cream colored fender bass uh yeah 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 and then uh i have a 70 jazz bass too but oh you still have it but that doesn't get brought out very often yeah that's that's like a you know want to want to keep that in good condition for sure well cool man well thank you so much for coming on yeah man uh it's a good time talking to you. Absolutely. Uh, we'll definitely uh, include the links for Silver Fox. Okay. And uh, I usually do like a little intro that just kind of talks about who's on and, and where you can find them. Okay. Sounds good, man. So awesome, man. Well, it was great talking to you. You as well. All right, Cole. All right. Later. Bye.